Hello there. It's time for most things Kenobi. I prefer all things Kenobi, but I suppose that's not the Jedi way. As long as it's not all things Anakin. everyone, welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Lauren. And I'm your host, Leanne. A klaxon alert this week. Yeah, we need it. <laughs> Sound the fucking alarm. <laughs> it's funny because the only response I gave you in text after I saw Ahsoka episode four was a clip of the klaxon alert. Because <laughs> I know, I knew that you would know what I was talking about. So. Yes, I knew immediately. And when I was watching the episode last night, I was just like, oh my God. And I knew what was coming. And I was like, Leanne is going to freak out when she sees it. Folks, this is the beginning of the end of my corporal being. Corporeal being. So, because if episode five involves more, and I do believe it will... I think it's going to, yeah. I said I would die, so it's time to prepare the burial site. (laughs) (laughs) What are your wishes? (laughs) To be in the world between worlds so I can exist with him. (laughs) No. Yeah. Okay. We have ground to cover before we get to that. Or should we just get it out of the way? I don't know. Well, just FYI, we're recapping Ahsoka episode three and four, and... Yeah, I don't know. We probably should just start where everyone wants to start. Yeah, I mean, let's... <laughs> and I can revive myself throughout the rest of the episode <laughs> to talk about everything You've else. you got those little heart paddles you're going to put on your body. I do! Stand clear! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's happening. It's happening. It. Oh, and his voice. It was so perfect. It really okay. was perfect. So we're obviously people, if you haven't caught on, we're talking about Anakin's appearance. Hayden Christensen as se- season seven Clone Wars slash Revenge of the Sith. Clo- yeah. uh, I just, it's, uh, and he called her snips and I fucking threw the remote. I threw the remote because <laughs> she's laying there. And it was really cool visually how it yeah. looked like she got up out of water, but it was kind of electrified or amoeba-like yeah. space water stuff. <laughs> yeah. And like, I was like, oh, I, I knew right away she was in the world between worlds because it was like that plane yeah. of existence, right? <gasps> but when I heard his voice, <laughs> no, we're going there. We're finally fucking going there. We're getting our wish. Well, it's better than a flashback, I think. It is. And it's better than a force ghost. It opens up so many questions, though, for me. It really does. And I'm okay with that because I trust that the answers are going to be better than some of the theories that have been floating around ever since any of this started with the world between worlds. And also the question that people ask, like, how did Anakin become a force ghost anyway? Like... Right. In Return of the Jedi. I think we're going to get an answer or something. Or this is all a projection of her mind, but... uh, Oh, I'm fine with that, too. 
Wizard of Ozing it, but I think that either Wizard way. Wizard of Oz away. I, I don't, <laughs> please. <laughs> Wizard away. <laughs> well, it makes so me excited. wonder. It's like, okay, does that mean forest ghosts actually exist in the world between worlds? Like, is that where they live? <laughs> and they can step through portal to portal? I like, think it's a valid question. Truly. <sighs> yeah. Because Dave Filoni has said the world between worlds is not time travel. Right. It's like a space-time continuum, right? It's like a... It's like you can choose alternate realities, I suppose. But you shouldn't. It's, right. It's you... like the old adage, you know, the butterfly effect, right? Like, don't touch anything in the past because it will ripple out and affect right. everything, and that would just not be good. If you're a ghost, maybe it doesn't matter. <laughs> as yeah, much maybe right. maybe you're not supposed to fuck with it unless you're a ghost and then you can just a forest ghost can go wherever they want i don't know because he's explained it as kind of being like the wood between the worlds which is from narnia oh, i don't yeah. know if they have an equivalent of that in lord of the rings but you know it's like a a forest basically that exists between the different realms and yeah. when you arrive in this forest you come in and out of it through water like bodies of water yeah and that that's yeah. very much like and you can kind of see kind of like yeah i don't know it's very much like world between worlds so it's not time travel but it's like alternate reality travel he, yeah and it would make sense because I, I, here's my assumption she's like half dead or she's knocked unconscious unconscious or she's a like this is something I kind of like to play with the idea of that the world between worlds is where you go when you're on the cusp of death. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And you can either you can like come back from it or move on into the next realm of existence. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure Anakin's gonna tell her go back. You have unfinished business. Yeah, and then oh, wouldn't it be great if if this unfinished business. Like, whatever wraps up in this season, he comes to her as a force ghost and tells her good job. <gasps> oh, that would be so nice. Oh, God. Especially if Luke is there with her. Right on the, the please. <laughs> okay, so we're getting ahead of ourselves. I'm getting way ahead of myself. Deep breaths. But it made me wonder, did she know he was dead? He must know he's dead at this point, right? Like, before well, this happened. What's his name said? Uh... Of course, because she knows he's Darth Vader. Darth Vader has now died. She has now spoken to Luke. Because this is all in the same timeline. Yeah. Right. So she must know that Luke wrapped that up with a yes, bow. Right? Yes. I'm okay. sure they had that talk. I'm I'm guaranteeing they had that talk. You know, that's why they seem so comfortable with each other in, what was it, Book of Boba Fett slash Mando interject. Um, <laughs> yes. Whatever that was. Uh, yeah. we, they seemed comfortable and like they'd known each other for a while. So I'm assuming they had that talk. Yeah, it seemed it seemed like it. I loved that he said, I didn't expect to see you so soon. Yeah. Meaning, you weren't supposed, supposed to, to die, die yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm guessing, I'm guessing he's going to just send her on her way back to, for Well, there's four more episodes of this season plus next season so she has to not be dead <laughs> yeah but this this is a creative and and somewhat logical or will become more logical way of having anakin appear yeah i mean if she even if she like maybe this is the door right the gateway that now even in her world not in the world between worlds he can now appear to her because like obi-wan couldn't see qui-gon until he was mentally ready that's correct so 
Maybe this is how Ahsoka will cross that threshold and be ready to accept seeing ghosts. <laughs> and you don't know. You don't know what the drama is in the world between worlds between all of the Force ghosts. If they're like, listen, Anakin, okay, all right, you're here now. All has been all has been forgiven. You have one more test. You got to do this right, and then we'll turn you into a force ghost, like or whatever. Like you can walk amongst them if you can just, you know, talk Ahsoka back into the living or something. Like, <laughs> listen to us this one more time, please. Like, yeah. Can you imagine being stuck in the afterlife forever with Yoda, Qui Gon, Obi Wan, and Anakin? No, it's an it's a sarcasm. It's a sarcasm party to end all parties. <laughs> It seems like it'd be so exhausting. <laughs> it seems like the tension at the beginning would be very, very thick. Yes, yes. You know, mm-hmm. so... We got some things to discuss, <laughs> as they say in The Sopranos. <laughs> I gotta say a few things. You're not gonna like it. <laughs> <laughs> How about that weather on Tatooine, huh? It's been pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try to deflect by talking about the weather. <laughs> Let's just get down to the nitty gritty. You you suck, Anakin. You ruined a lot. But we, you thank God for your son and your daughter. <laughs> Pretty soon, Yoda's hitting people, separating them with the, the, the stick. Like, come on now, stop your fighting. Oh, my God. It's the therapy session they all needed. <laughs> it's true. They all need it. They need professional help. Hi, my name is Qui-Gon, and I've had experience with a Skywalker. Hello there, my name is Obi-Wan, and I've had experience with a Skywalker. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Sorry, I'm making... This joke has run its length. I, I just... The picture I have in my brain is so lovely. If somebody who does fan art could draw the therapy session between all the Force ghosts, that would be great. Just a request. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I like... I liked that he looked more like Clone Wars Anakin... Yeah. Honestly, I felt like they were pushing him more towards the animated version than like how he looked in Revenge of the Sith with his hair and everything. Yeah, it was totally season seven. It was totally season seven. Yeah. It was great. It was great. And at first I thought it was Matt Lanter's voice laced with his when he said, hey, Snips. That would be cool if they did that. I don't know if there's a way to check. It would be cool if they overlapped it because it would be such a a nod, you know, to everything it's hard now because i'm so used to matt lanter as anakin and even his performance is very different and they told him to be different you know from hayden so it's kind of interesting to have hayden be anakin again and not just vader that's interesting and he has to be the anakin from the clone wars right because that's the only version that knows ahsoka so it's Really, yeah. int- what I really want is for Obi Wan to come up behind her, so Anakin's in front of her talking to her, and then she gets a hello there, and it's him behind her as Ewan, and the whole gang is present. But I'm, I would like die. I said, I'm way, way ahead of myself. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, episode five is going to be monumental, and I am here for it. Yeah, it's a really perfect cliffhanger because now I cannot wait for next week. And this was actually, episode four was the best episode wholesale. Yeah. Of all of them. I agree. Balin is amazing. Yeah, Balin is, I think he's really fascinating. And I think Ray Stevenson is awesome. I love the way he delivers the lines. It's such a loss. Yeah, I know. The fact that he's passed away, it, it would. That was really unexpected. Yeah. 
he was so young. He's so good. And I wish he was around to see all the love that he's getting so far in just the yeah. brief moments. This is the most we've gotten of him. And he's so composed and so thoughtful and yeah. old school. I mean, he's yeah. from the temple days, the same as Ahsoka. And mm-hmm. did you notice she only used one saber instead of two? Yes, I did. And there was some promo picture of her using reverse grip in both hands. She hasn't used reverse grip. Yeah. And I actually loved, like, the nod to the samurai. Yes. It's very much a nod to the Kurosawa films. And I, I love seeing it. The way they stood and then drew yes. back and then redid their stance. It was, it was art. I thought it was fantastic. Yes. It was really cool. And the, like... We're just going to go through these episodes backwards. Yes, like, we are. <laughs> yes, it's the only way to do this. The fact that she burned her hand so yes. badly grabbing the map was really cool. Yeah, that was a good touch. We rarely see Jedi get hurt. So you know how powerful that ball must have been. I mean, it's got yeah. it's got witchy things attached to it, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> Night sistery stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I enjoyed that confrontation. I think it was interesting because he doesn't want to destroy her because he knows the Jedi are so rare, but he will do what he needs to do. I really think the bad guys in this show are much better actors than the good Uh guys. Rosario Dawson, I love her. She's great. But I was thinking, like, Sabine is very flat. Like, it's all very flat. And there's no cheek. You know, like Star Wars has a little twinkle in its eye usually. Yeah. And yeah. I'm getting that, like even the Elspeth said, is that fear in your voice? You know, yeah, like exactly. I loved that little yeah. sassiness to yeah. it. Yeah, and his response was no experience, which is yeah. a great, that's a great way of saying yes, but no. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I'm totally going to use that. <laughs> <laughs> the writing in this episode was really good, I I think, because they conveyed what they needed to and actually Ray's delivery of the lines is what sealed it because he he made me believe that he cared, yeah, that he felt a certain way, but he will do as he must. And we've seen that before in Star Wars, the, the stoic, yeah. like, I feel one way and it's, a, you know, he even says it's a shame it had to come to this. He doesn't want to kill someone from the old school if you you know, quote unquote. The yeah, you can days. tell that there's like a story. He has a backstory that he is holding close to the the vest. Whereas other people, I feel like there's, I don't know what's going on in that person. It's true. Like, it's it's kind of like a, a blank mask. And he is more like, I don't know, there's like a confidence to him, mm-hmm. but not, he's not arrogant. He's just very confident, I think. Have, we don't know who his master was, do we? I'd be curious. No. I'm so curious. I uh, I had like a flash of a, because they were talking about lineage earlier, mm-hmm. mentioning Ahsoka's lineage, like her master, her line, you know, right. <laughs> Qui-Gon, right. Obi-Wan, Anakin, Ahsoka disaster trilogy or whatever that you want to call it. Yes. <laughs> uh, he had mentioned it. So it made me wonder, like, he's thinking about that kind of stuff. So who is his master and who is his apprentice? Jin is so interesting. She was so upset when Merrick or Merok, whatever, when he, yeah. it, got killed. It, yeah, and turned into a puff of smoke, so. Yeah, night sister smoke. Which which is 
I think it's great that she was afraid because it. I didn't think she. I have mixed feelings about this character because number one, she's like a deer in the headlights in every scene she's in. Okay, <laughs> and I'm getting kind of over it, but her sword fighting abilities are fantastic in the way that she fights. It's believable that mm-hmm. she is fighting with anger and it's you know yeah. palpable and. You know, and she means what she says, which is very, she says very little, but you can, it's conveyed in, you know, her body language and the way she fights and everything. And the fact that we got to see a little bit of fear means that she underestimated Ahsoka's abilities Mm -hmm. and overestimated Merrick's abilities. So that, yeah, that put a little thread of doubt in her of like, okay, maybe it's not so fallible or infallible being on this side. Mm hmm. Like, she's dangerous. Ahsoka's dangerous. Because Ahsoka read that whole thing, because she's killed Inquisitors or Inquisitor-like things. This was this was just another day that ends in Y for Miss Ahsoka. <laughs> and she did it with minimal effort. It was very reminiscent of Obi-Wan and Maul. Yes, I thought the same thing. Did you? Yeah, it was I just did. like, you read your opponent so well, you can do it in one or two Quick slashes of a of a lightsaber and boom, they're done. Just like with Maul, even in Phantom Menace, it's like he Obi Wan just slashes him, and then That's as it. he falls, you see his torso separate. And you're like, oh, yeah. And this guy standing there, I was like, just wait for it. That yep. body is gonna fall apart. I mean, <laughs> there's a reason this. why her hands were like this. Well, I'm doing this, and it's a podcast. It was the reason why she was poised, <laughs> posed in such a way. You know, you knew that it was a calculated move on her part, and Merrick. Did not calculate well. Overconfidence, yeah. as usual, brings the bad guy down. We still haven't seen Merrick's face. So it could have been a woman. It could have been a night sister. Oh, could have. I mean, the body was very lithe. It could have yeah. been. I mean, and it could it, come back if this, what's her name, on the ship has some night sisterly powers yeah. to bring back another form or another one. Or yeah, if it was just a conjured Thing. Yeah, like it seems like a very, um, I don't know, like a plot device they were using. So why would you introduce it to n- have it turn out to be nothing? I do no, feel I like think, it's, it's got to come back. back. Yeah, It should come back at some point yes. to really tie something together with Shin. Because she clearly had a very emotional response to seeing that mm-hmm. person. It, that that also die. makes me wonder if it's a female. Because Shin... Is surround it, may, it? Maybe she had a bond with another female who could fight like her. Well, what if Shin is a night sister? And maybe she is. Uh, we don't know any of this, so <laughs> that would make her way more interesting to me as opposed to just an angry. Please, Daddy, let me try again. You know, like yeah, yeah. I feel like they. It's. I said out loud. We're halfway through this, and nothing has happened. <laughs> no, like, and, and up until this fucking episode, at least we're ma- making grounds now. And I got to tell you, yeah. I'm just gonna say it. I'm just going to say it. Hate me. Disagree with me. I don't care. But I hate Sabine. I'm over her. I'm done. She, Ahsoka, Mm -hmm. specifically asked her, can I count on you? She said yes with her whole ass chest. And then Ahsoka could not count on her. Yeah. Well, you knew she was lying when she said it. I, I mean, Ahsoka wouldn't have asked her if she felt like she could trust her. What the fuck is Ezra to Sabine. I thought they were like, I guess they got closer in the later episodes, like the last season, but they always seemed a bit contentious to my memory. But 
I guess he's not that great. Really? You're going to do, you're going to hand this ball (laughs) back to two fucking strangers who just tried to kill and just allegedly sent your friend over the cliffside. And you're just, Mm -hmm. you know what? That's a, that, this is a good decision. I'm going to hand this to them. Now I understand it, it, it has to happen for the story or whatever, but what a coward move, Sabine. Sorry. For a Mandalorian, you're not really living up to your name. <laughs> yeah. At first, I thought Balin compelled her because... Oh, like with a with a charm? Like with a... Yeah, like with the Force. Because he was holding out his have. hand and talking to her. And he, like, read the Force. Remember? He, like, closed he, his eyes he, for a second. He did close his eyes. You're right. And then there was that little sound effect. And I was like... Oh, is he just like releasing her from? But it was Shin choking her from behind. Oh, that's they right. Did that, that's right. That force sound effect that they have, which I just fucking love. That I love that sound effect. It's so good, and I have missed it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get it that often without Vader. <laughs> that's why Anakin came out of hiding. <laughs> he sensed it. He's like, "Hey, wait a second. Hello." <laughs> like a lemur. <laughs> yeah. Well, these, this is all very good questions. I just, I was so pissed at Sabine. I was like, you bitch. <laughs> no, I'm for real. I don't care. Hate me all you want. Honestly, I just find her really boring. I, I'm not emotionally invested with Sabine at all. Or Hera, for that matter. Hera made a bad move. That's not really in her character, is it? <sighs> I mean, she was trying to do what she thought was right to protect her friends, but... It... Oh, but how much do we love that the the, the guy from Mandalorian was the pilot. The pilot from, like, the rebellion. I don't get why people love this guy. I really don't. Well, just because like, he keeps showing up. I, yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, we care because we're told to care. Like, I don't really, I think his acting's pretty bad. But from what I understand, he is famous from something else. Like, he's a comedian or something. Oh, well, I mean, it's just nice to see a familiar face. Yeah, I I. I don't know. I was just like, ah, this guy again. Where's Tim Meadows? Why doesn't he come along? (laughs) (laughs) Let's just bring all of Saturday Night Live with us, shall we? (laughs) I mean, it makes kind of sense now if he was hanging out with Zeb in that bar and then he he comes (laughs) to the call of Hera. I mean, they're all, they must all be buddies. I don't know. I did like the chopper. I could tell chopper was the one that said, I have a bad feeling about this. Yes. Yes. And I do like that. She invited her son on a mission that could have gotten killed, gotten him killed. That is, <laughs> that is exactly what a mother does. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, um, I don't like that people died. Yeah. That was sad. While she was making a, a rogue decision, but I applauded her for doing the Leia thing, which is going anyway. She seemed very Leia-like when she was, they're like, but what about the meeting? And she's like, tell him, make up some, I'm sure you'll make up something. And that was very, I had a Leia vibe from that, you know, but Leia wouldn't have fucked up. So (laughs) I, I honestly, I really like, um, I can't remember her last name. Is Elspeth her last name or her first name? The Magistrate. I don't know. I just think of her as the Magistrate. I can't remember her her name, but I like how ruthless she is. There's not enough villains like her. It's true. When they're like, they're blocking our path. She's like, ignore them and just fly through them. Like, I I was like, damn, that woman is ruthless. And I, I find it really refreshing, actually. Yeah, especially from a female leader 
on the bad side, which we only got a taste of through Andor. Yeah. So this is becoming a thing, which I like, but did you happen to notice her costume is very night sisterly? Mm-hmm. The more that the more that they hang around on her in a shot, you can see the layers of red and the, the V-neck and stuff, and it's very yeah, like all of the witches that were there. Yeah. And then the mark on her forehead now makes yeah. sense. Is like the night mm-hmm. sister. I don't know if they're tattoos or just markings, but I just like her look. She's the costumes are cool. I think the way she looks is really cool. I like that actress. She was at Celebration. We saw her, and she's really, yeah. Yeah. she's. I think she's awesome. Yeah, it's funny because she's she's so nice. <laughs> I know she's these people very are very cheerful. good at their job. <laughs> I think it's probably really fun to play bad guys. I think so too. You know. Derek has always loved the bad guys more than the good guys because he thinks they're more interesting. And and more often yeah. than not, they are. Yeah, they usually have a more interesting backstory, that's for sure. I mean, the reason I like The Little Mermaid is because of Ursula. <laughs> 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 the bitch is queen. I mean, <laughs> I if I embodied half the, let me say, the more confident qualities of Ursula, <laughs> I'd be a better human, but I wouldn't use them to what she used them for. To be that just, oh, I'm doing a terrible impression, but you know how she's just so overly confident? I wish I had that. Who wouldn't want to be a sea witch? Come on. With two eels. I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> I'd scratch them under the, this is so ridiculous. All right. So moving backward in time, since that's what we're doing, we had yeah. the duel, the fight, the, the, the hyperspace ring. And then we had, um, do you love this planet with the red trees? Because I kind of do. I think it's cool. I do. I would live there. Except it seems like it's nighttime all the time. But yeah. It's kind of like the opposite of Crate, where it's like all white, but underneath it's red. And this is Mm -hmm. like overtly red, but underneath it's like dark. So I don't know. I just, I got like a reverse Crate feel to it where it's like all red trees. Yeah. I love the look and I like the like ancient stones. That's totally my thing. Yeah. Yeah. And they cut right through one. I mean. I know. I was like, how can you be sure your map is accurate now? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I just can't believe Sabine didn't destroy that ball. Jesus. Yeah, I was. Yeah, that was fair. It was really disappointing. It was a, a moment of great weakness of character, but. I'm sure it will pay off somehow. Or she'll play it to her advantage. Well, that's what if she she's does, going right? to Thrawn, she's going to be the infiltrator. Yeah, exactly. I'm having trouble remembering episode three because episode four was so crazy. Well, episode three was space whales. Oh, yeah. It was a whole entire space fight. I found it really annoying. <laughs> Like, it was fun because it's like Star Wars space fight. Yay. But like, other than that, it didn't have much depth to it. It you really know, went on too long. Yeah, it did. And and the Sabine training thing. Now, I will say that. What's the droids? Hun Yang or Hun Yang? I don't know. David Tennant. Tennant David Tennant. <laughs> We've been over this. Yeah, um, I can't remember how to pronounce the name. The way that he was. He's able to teach with the lights on mm-hmm. his four arms or whatever yeah. the extensions are. Do we have a potential grievous? <laughs> I have seen so many memes of that. I know. <laughs> I, I couldn't help but think it. 
when I watched it, I'm like, oh gosh, this is bringing me back to the Grievous days. He, Grievous would be so proud. But wasn't there like a kitchen Grievous in Mando or Book of <laughs> Boba Fett or something? It was like a chef droid that he had was, a million. He was, he was whipping up all the things and all. That's the per- <laughs> that's the correct and proper use of someone with multiple metal limbs. <laughs> kitchen duty. Kitchen duty. But I really liked how he taught. That's a good use of teaching someone. If you only have one. And we know he's from the Republic and beyond. I mean, way back. How many to the beginning of the Jedi? You know, that's he's got a whole wealth of knowledge banked in his little CPU. (laughs) And I like him. He's got the snarky, flat toned, like Star Wars droid Mm -hmm. feel to him. Yeah, I really honestly, I love that they're giving David Tennant like a whole character now to put like he obviously he was in clone wars but the, it's like you know yeah. k2 i love k2 yes. and david tennant yes. getting to be a droid for like an extended period perfection i love david tennant pretty much yes. in everything so yeah i'm a big fan he, he can do no wrong really no wrong no. and we love him here so <laughs> i was happy i i like his snark it's, I do too. it's borderline K2SO, C3PO, and like if R2D2 could form words, <laughs> it's all of that wrapped into one. Yeah, just like he's not just just processing data, also. He's like manipulating relationships when he says, like, would you please go together? You're better when you're together. Yes, yes. He's not so subtly been trying to push them together from the very beginning, which I think is kind of interesting for a droid. Why does he care? But yeah. Well, if he's processing data, he would know that from the (laughs) Jedi times, they always sent two because it's better to fight together. So he could be processing data and then delivering it as a friend. But (laughs) that's the great part about him and him, his specific droid personality. So yeah. He's so old and has so much that he could pull from that he can turn like what C-3PO would give dryly like this, you know, the odds are this. And but David Tennant droid would give it to you as, you know, a snarky friend, a, a, a sassy brother, you know, I did like the trading sequence, though, even with Ahsoka with the. I forget what the wooden swords are called, but... I know, but I loved how she just tapped Sabine and it was just a mess. All she had to do was tap. It was great. I, yeah, it was... I thought the sequence was really fun to watch, but I did get really mad, actually, about the whole conversation about the Force that came after that. Because yeah. that felt like they were changing what the Force is within Star Wars, and that really well, bothered me. It goes. It goes back to the Last Jedi argument of absolutely anyone can have the force and use it with yeah. a little bit of practice. And I just don't think it's that simple. Well, that it implies that it's just requires practice and focus, which is not true considering it's not people, true. Like there were Jedi who became Jedi because they showed signs as infants. Right. Luke could blow up the Death Star and could fight with the helmet on in a new hope mm-hmm. because he mm-hmm. had the force not because he was practicing that's very true so it's e- extremely true like the force is within everyone but you have to have according to george lucas midichlorians and your midichlorian level determines how good you are with the force 
So yeah. to imply that Sabine is going to be able to, like, grab a mug from across the table. I was like, are you retconning? Like, what the fuck is this? It, it really, well, really bothered me. I'm glad she didn't pull the cup across the table. It can't come yeah. that easily. Sorry. That's not I'm how I'm sure this by works. the end of this season, she'll do nah. something. No, nah, I think she's going to reject it and go back to her Mandalorian ways. Because she's obviously a much better fighter as if she sticks to what she is, which is a fucking Mandalorian. Yeah, but I think Disney is prepping us for their next set of movies because they just announced they renamed the eras. I don't know if you saw that news. So, like, all the different eras that exist in Star Wars have been renamed, and the new one coming is the new Jedi Order, and that's what Rey is going to make. Okay. So I think it's going to play into that idea that Ryan Johnson introduced at the end of Last Jedi with the little kid with the broom sweeping or whatever. It's going to be a bunch of newsies, <laughs> newsy kids, orphans <laughs> who become Jedi. I don't know. I think Disney is getting ready to like re- redefine what it means. That That's the, the sense I get, I will say. I'm going to need time to, to process all of that, so I won't comment. However... <laughs> Read between the lines. Um, There's something (laughs) elite about Jedi, about people strong with the Force. Mm -hmm. They're a cut above the rest. And there's two arguments to this thought. There are people who really like the idea that absolutely anyone can do great things with the Force because it's in everybody. Okay, that's, that's one side. And then the other side is you're born with this gift of just this elite talent and if it's not channeled properly, you, it can turn very bad. Yeah. Which is why the Jedi swooped in and took people when they were babies or children, you know, and why Anik- the problem of Anakin was that he was too old. Well, the kid with the broom in The Last Jedi is too old by the very canon terms that are explained about Anakin. Yeah. So what does that make Sabine? She's way too old. <laughs> okay. <laughs> If you go with the thing that there's the force in everyone and and all you need is a little practice, well, a four-month-old isn't going to get practice. You have to wait until they grow up a little bit and channel it. If they get to be too old, then you have the problem of Anakin. And then if you're like, I don't know, whatever age Sabine is, you're kind of like times you missed the bus. You know, like that train has left the station. So I don't know where I stand on all of this. Because while it's nice and homey and and kumbaya that everyone's got the force in them, (laughs) I'm more on the side of, like, it's an elite group that needs to be focused. And if you wait too long, they have the risk of turning into fucking Darth Vader. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It makes for a better story. (laughs) Yes. And... George Lucas based his original story, the whole idea of Star Wars, the concept is based on the hero's journey. And with the hero's journey, the version of the hero's journey he selected is where you are born with a skill, but then the wise old wizard gives you the magical sword. It's quite literally a thing. The magical sword, the magical boon, which gives you an opening to a new world. Yes. It's not something that gets better with practice. It's a gift that's given to you. That's correct. Yeah. And so, like, I, I don't know. It just really irritates me, I guess, because 
they're changing all this stuff in Star Wars. Fine. Okay. Like, I can accept it. The, the Force is, like, the foundation of Star Wars. Correct. Yes. And the very fact that we have these special heroes, these Jedi, who can do more for people, and but they also carry a heavy burden as a responsibility. And that's yeah. also why it makes Andor so special, because they're just regular people in, like, Rogue One. They're not Jedi that's right. Sacrificing. So to kind of blend these worlds now, I don't know. I find that really annoying. And not just because I don't like change, but because I don't think it's very good storytelling. And again, as always, they're undermining the fucking shit that they've already established. <laughs> yeah, you said it. Why do they do this in Star Wars? Why? Obi-Wan kills a Sith, the first one in a thousand years. Oh, he's not really dead. <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah. Vader literally sacrificed to save his son. Yes. And undid decades of of all of that. And oh, Palpatine's back. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's that's it's hard. That, those are hard pills to swallow in, in, in the Star Wars universe. It, look, bottom line, here on Most Things Kenobi, you and I have always agreed that the story and the storytelling must come first because it's mm-hmm. what it's that's what the foundation is. Yep. And then when we start to see little tiny feather cracks, you know, <laughs> in in the in the foundation, it's rough. It's a little rough. It's, we'll see. Yeah. It's frustrating. Yes, I'll wait to see what happens, but I'll eat my hat, okay, if Star Wars doesn't end up coming out with some new Jedi school where anyone can go in the future movies. Well, they're probably already (laughs) developing that part of the park as we speak. (laughs) (laughs) Your Jedi training school begins here. Everyone's got the Force in them. (laughs) Get a little injection of midichlorians into your blood and you'll be just fine. Look, if that is the way they're going, can I get three vials? (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) I do not want to get up and get myself a glass of water ever. (laughs) Give me. Use the force. Yeah. I don't want to get up and turn the lights on or off. I don't want to find my TV remote. I just want to reach out and get it. (laughs) So I'll take I'll take five vials if that's what it takes. Put it right in my blood. <laughs> Just right in the veins. Whatever Disney is charging, I'll pay. <laughs> oh, God, I shouldn't joke. Oh, it turns out it's just cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I can get so much done. I have the force. <laughs> You're just high off your ass. <laughs> An eight ball of midichlorians. <laughs> this show is not approved for children (laughs) I'm fucking dead so next week's episode we will continue the discussion about Ahsoka episode 5 if it really does go the route we think it is and involves a lot of Anakin Skywalker stuff like flashbacks Flash forwards, <laughs> in between realms, force ghosts, non-force ghosts. We're here for all of it. And if none of it happens, we'll still talk about episode five. So join us back here. I'm sure I will lose my mind. Last week's episode, we discussed the seven 
capital virtues. And we asked our listeners, can you suggest any other word studies or character studies for us to examine on future episodes? And Amelie said, saw on a post recently about Jedi lineages. We obviously know the main one, Yoda to Ahsoka. Another is Mace Windu to Ezra, which I hadn't thought about. How do Jedi inherit traits or beliefs or break cycles would be a thing to study. I thought that's an interesting idea. I really like this, that we could do the trees and follow it down and see what characteristics stuck and which ones you know, yeah. got tossed out. I, was, I love this idea. This is a great idea. Thank you. So interesting. I never thought of Mace Windu to Ezra, but it's true. Yeah. Because Deepa is Kanan's master, and yeah, so interesting. Yeah. Great idea. Thank you for that submission. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. We appreciate every single one of our patrons and are grateful for your support. If you'd like to support the podcast and become a patron as well, head over to the Most Things Kenobi Patreon. As always, you can follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. If you enjoy our podcast, feel free to rate us on Spotify and Apple. And if you need just one place to find all of these, head over to mostthingskenobi.com. So until next time, my space twin, may the force be with you. Always. Always.